Good afternoon. It is just turned 12 o'clock and welcome to this edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. My name is Raik van Niekerk and this show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. We saw a good run on the markets this week, but it seems as if the market is taking a bit of a breather today. Well, uh, we'll uh, speak to Peter Rielingeis of Herenia about that in a minute. And I'll also speak to Nessa Nair of Sasfin about the latest developments in the ongoing saga between Marion Roberts, Aiton and Avenge, some new developments there this morning. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSE all share down half a percent. The JSC Top 40 also down 0.6%. Resources uh, up uh, nearly half a percent. Industrials down nearly half a percent. And financials down 0.85%. The gold index, uh, always uh, the different uh, one in the, the, in the mix, uh, up 1.4%. Let's look at currencies. The US dollar currently um, up 1.4%. Um, let's just... Uh, ooh, you know, sometimes the, the screens on uh, does uh, give you a bit of a hard time um, and uh, refreshes the moment you look at those. Let's, US dollar 1318 against the dollar, uh, the pound 1769 against the pound, the euro are currently 1550. If we look at international markets, the FTSE 100 down 0.8%, the DAX uh, down 1.2%, the CAC 40 down 0.4%, the Nikkei earlier in the day was down uh, just over half a percent, Shanghai closed down uh, 1.4% in the red, the Hang Seng even worse, 1.8%. Gold is trading at $1,299, Brent crude at $76.91, platinum is back under $900 at $899. And the on the capital markets, the R186 uh, weakening to 9%, quite a significant uh, move during the week for um, the R186 as well. If we look at individual shares, um, RCL up uh, nearly 3%, Sabanya Gold up nearly 2%, Richmond 1.75%, uh, Anglo Gold 1.4%, and uh, Goldfields 1.3%. So the mining companies are really performing well. Let's look at uh, shares that is uh, not uh, really uh, performing well today. PSG Consult down nearly 4%, Mr. Price. Uh, minus 2.6%. Naspers uh, also had a good run this week, down uh, 2.5%. Capitec also uh, down 2.2%. But uh, on the line is Pietri Rierlingeis of Arena Capital. Uh, Pietri, welcome to the show. Uh, the market had a good run this week, um, but there is some concerns. There are con- some concerns about U.S. interest rates that may, uh, may uh, you know, keep uh, some analysts awake. Good good afternoon and thank you. Um, yeah, we've had a good run this week. It's coming to a to a bloody end. Um, I think uh, the market, the index performance, um, you know, down only half a percent, not quite reflecting what's actually happening in the underlying market. Banks, retailers, local shares as such under quite a bit of pressure. Ironically, since about 10 o'clock, there's been some buying in them, um, but we have seen a rand slip considerably over the last two, three days. Um, and at some point, it's fought back a little bit today. It was at 13.27 uh, about an hour ago. Um, and it's now trading back at sort of the 13.19 level. So mm-hmm. it's been a little, it's been a bit of a wild ride. And I think that, you know, we, we're seeing the gold miners and the RAND hedges perform really well because obviously gold in RAND terms is going up uh, drastically and therefore the gold miners mm-hmm. are going up. 
Um, but the rest of the market under a bit of pressure. It's starting to feel a bit like, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a very negative sentiment shift towards South Africa bond yield. Uh, as you mentioned, trading at around 9% plus the currency bombing out. So that's kind of spelling a rate hike uh, for us. Also, we have looming credit uh, outlook, uh, considering where the rand and the bond is. Uh, bonds are trading, you know, I don't know uh, how much of this is, is being worked into um, and how much of this move we're seeing in the underlying uh, sort of local stocks um, is on the back of a potential, you know, fears around a potential downgrade and fears around a potential rate hike, uh, that type of stuff. And also, you know, it would be easy to blame uh, a bit of a liquidity squeeze on the on the dollar for the for the Rand's weakness, but the Rand's weak against all major pairs, yeah. but, but uh, you know, the euro and the pound included. So um, this is definitely a lot of foreign selling coming into our market. I mean, yesterday alone, um, outflows out of our bond market were somewhere around 6 billion Rand. Um so that's, that's pretty colossal, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Graham Corner from uh, uh, KP Fiduciary Services, he, with the Corner Perspective, he he said last night on one of the radio shows that the, the market is a bit yucky. I don't think you will find that term in any uh, textbook, um, but it is pretty accurate. It, it's uh, very uncertain at the moment, and it can be extremely volatile at uh, short notice. Yeah, it can. Um, and, you know, if you look at uh, uh, some of the sort of more technical levels, um, you know, the, the banks have come down quite a bit over the last month or two, but something like first round today was trading underneath uh, 60 rand a share. Uh, and if it takes out 60 rand, then, you know, the, 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 the doors open for 54 rand perhaps. So a lot of downside potential there. We'll see now in the afternoon when the U.S. opens because, you know, looking across the water, European markets also down quite badly. Tencent was down in China. So no one could really, uh, no market could really hold up uh, yesterday on, uh, during the overnight session. Um, so honestly, I think our market is performing very, very well. There is, uh, I think there's a large number of bargain hunters stepping in and buying it up um, after a really weak start. But how deep the pockets are of those bargain hunters, we'll have to wait and see for the afternoon session. I don't know if we're going to continue to trade as strongly as we are now. And it's, it sounds weird saying we're trading strong while the market is down. But, um, you know, if you look yeah. at the way that we traded in the first hour uh, of the day, it was bloodshed. And then from around 10 o'clock, a lot of buying pressure had started stepping in. Mm. So we'll... I think the selling comes back in the afternoon. We'll we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah, um, just uh, Sassel hit uh, another fifty-two week high um, this morning, uh, very close to five hundred rand. Uh, it has had a, a good run um, since the beginning of the year, since the the oil price uh, started to run. Uh, uh, what do you think of the prospects of Sassel in the short and medium term? I think that it continues to go up. To tell you the truth, um, you know. I think that the, the, the sort of target there is about 620 rand a share, um, especially considering that uh, oil prices, you know, even though they've come down in the last little bit, uh, they are still trading, uh, you know, up and up and up. So that the, the, the trend there is definitely up, and we did touch $80 a barrel not so long ago. So um, I think, you know, if we see continued rand weakness and a, and a sort of firmish kind of oil price, then I think we should continue to see a strong uh, uh, Sassel share price. Mm. Coronation uh, hit a 52-week low this morning, uh, under 60 rand. Um, and uh, th- that share was a darling of the JSC not too long ago, but it's under immense pressure, in pressure since the beginning of the year. 
Yeah, I, I remember actually seeing that share with, what was it, 120 rand mm. a while ago, eh? a couple of years yeah. ago. Um, I think that what's happening there is that they, like what happens with most asset managers really, is you get to a point where you are, uh, where it gets difficult to grow. So they've had this assets under management growth uh, that you know was almost exponential uh, a couple of years ago, just keep growing up and growing and growing and growing. And it seems as though even though they are still uh, you know receiving uh, inflows into their funds, uh, those inflows have slowed down a little bit. Plus, uh, you know now they become more a uh, they, they trade more in line with market performance because now their only way their asset management well the only real way their AUM grows, assets under management grows, is if the market grows. So their share price becomes almost like a barometer for how well the market is doing. Um, plus, obviously, fund performance is, a, 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 is another aspect in that equation. But as we see the market coming under pressure, um, you know, the, the, their, their funds will come under pressure, and thus their assets under management will come under pressure, and then, of course, their earnings. Uh, so the fact that they're sort of trading at lows makes sense to me because the the – the feeling that I get, at least for the outlook for the South African market, as you say, is very, very shaky. Um, and if the market does, you know, do a, a fairly sizable correction here, then, um, of course, the, the uh, you know, Coronation's earnings will be negatively affected because yeah. as the market comes down, they don't earn performance fees and also their uh, their management fee on the, on the assets that they earn or the assets that they manage comes down as the, the assets reduce in value. So, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be long the stock at this point. Uh, although <laughs> it's hard to say we need to short it. Also, you know, it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult, um, it's a very difficult call to make at this point because, yeah. like you said, there's a lot of uncertainty and it can go any way. Um, a little bit of good news could get this market up, uh, you know, really, really nicely as well. But we'll have to see what happens if the U.S. does with rate hikes. Yeah, um, I think that rate hikes in the U.S. are mostly priced in. Exactly, uh, or mostly expected. I wouldn't say priced in, but largely expected. Exactly what the impact of that's going to be. Um, you know, it's probably going to be negative for emerging markets. To tell you the truth. Um, fundamentally, yeah. though, the U.S. market does still look very strong. So uh, I think that um, maybe there's just a bit of a shift from, uh, you know, from an international perspective, out of risk into safety, uh, which is essentially out of emerging markets and into the U.S. Yeah. Well, uh, that's Pietri Relingais of Arenia Capital. Um, I'll speak to him again, but uh, let's just look at the, the corporate news of the day. And the big one is uh, that the fight between Marion Roberts and its largest shareholder, Eaton, is, uh, or Arton, is continuing. And the construction firm has asked the competition tribunal to block Eaton from fully exercising its voting rights in its proposed tie-up with its rival construction firm, Avenge. And this follows after Marion Roberts snapped Eaton's hostile take over offer as it preferred to rather do a deal with Avenge. Uh, the construction firm now have asked the uh, competition tribunal to restrict Aton's voting rights to the stake it held before launching the rejected takeover offer of Marion Roberts in March. Um, on the line is uh, Nesson Nair. He's a senior portfolio manager at Sassfin Wealth. Uh, Nesson, this fight is... Uh, is turning quite nasty, and it also follows on a gagging order of Marion Roberts CEO Henry Lars, which prevented him from speaking to the public, uh, which of course was uh, overturned earlier this week. What do you make of this? Hi, Rick. Uh, you know, clearly Marion Roberts is very intent on pushing this uh, deal with the bench through. It's an all-share deal, which 
means that uh, Aton's uh, shareholding or ability of voting rights rather uh, would eventually be diluted if the deal has to go through. Now, it's a one billion, um, you know, rand offer for Avenge, whose market cap at the moment is just a fraction of that. It's uh, you know about 140 odd, odd million. Avenge lost 6.7 billion, uh, you know, in, at their last uh, result announcement. And I think from Aton's perspective, uh, they're interested in the Murray and Roberts business largely. They the, the you know the mining services uh, business that they uh, uh, that they have right now. They don't really want to get involved in uh, Avengers construction and steel fabricating businesses as well. They don't want to have any specific exposure to construction. So I think you know Marion Roberts management is uh, you know is, is 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 trying to hold on to their company while Aton at the same time you know want to uh, assume control of Marion Roberts uh, and obviously grow the uh, the non-construction business. But these hostile takeover bids uh, really work out if they are successful. Um, you need some cooperation between the parties to make it successful. Uh, wh- what do you think uh, the prospects are of actually, uh, um, you know, Aton becoming a major shareholder? Well, increasing its shareholding even further. Right, you know, I think they've invested so much in it right now. I mean, initially, uh, they were just a twenty percent shareholder closer to the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, now sitting at 44%. So they're very close to getting an outright majority um, in uh, Marion Roberts if this deal with Avenge doesn't go through. And I think, you know, that's the main reason why they, uh, they're fighting so hard, uh, you know, to get uh, sufficient representation uh, at the uh, at the shareholder meeting to ensure that it doesn't go through. Um, the, you're absolutely right, you know, it's always good uh, if you're going to take over a company to have a, a, a cooperation of management, a, a friendly takeover, you know, invariably, if there is a hostile takeover, uh, you know, Aton gets to run the board. Uh, Marianne Roberts' management, uh, no doubt, you know, will be uh, 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 will be after me. Uh, it's a difficult uh, environment, I think, generally for construction companies in South Africa. And, um, you know, it's just not just uh, Marianne Roberts and Avenge, you know, you go to the list. Group Five came out with uh, with poor results. Um, Basil Reed, uh, as well, you know, on the on on the brink of not become not being a going concern any 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 longer. Um, you know, I just feel that uh, this uh, the story is going to play out. Uh, you know, until one side capitulates, and right now, you know, one gets the sense that uh, the 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 and Roberts uh, management are not uh, are not looking good in this in this fight. Well, we'll have to see where this goes. Unfortunately, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Nessa Nair. He's a senior portfolio manager at Sasfin Wealth. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. My name is Raik Vanikak and thank you for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday at 12 o'clock. 